Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us again. Going to be speaking with Dave Ross, VP of Commercial Operations North America at Securus. He's joining us on the program to talk about the recent FDA approval of a flu vaccine that's for children two years of age and older. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Dave Ross, thanks for taking the time this morning. Thank you, Neil. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Well, give our listeners a, a bit of uh, your background, and then let's talk about this uh, recent FDA approval. Sure. I, as you said, I'm the head of commercial operations with Securus. I've been with the organization for, for three and a half years, but have been part of the vaccine industry for almost 20 years. What is it about the flu vaccine where you um, need different types for different age groups? You know, it's a really good question, Neil, because not every... Uh, patient responds the, the same way uh, to a vaccine uh, as, as other patients. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you need to do is you need to make sure that you're, you're designing vaccines that best address the, the, the needs of, of individual patient populations. Mm-hmm. Now, flu cell vax, which uh, has recently received an expanded age indication, um, it is, is indicated, was previously indicated for individuals four years and above. Mm-hmm. It is now indicated for, for individuals two years and above. Now, that may not sound like a big change in the, the indication of a, of a vaccine, but when you think about it in terms of the, the population that it serves now, mm-hmm. that means that flu cell vax is available to an additional 8 million children uh, with that expanded indication. So it's a significant uh, new tool uh, for healthcare providers for a, a fairly large population of, of children. Again, those two, those two additional age cohorts are 8 million children. Um, and it's really important when you think about it in, in the context of who are most vulnerable patients to influenza, it really is two different bookends. You have those patients that are 65 and above, uh, for which we have a, a dedicated vaccine that I can talk to you a little bit about uh, for that population. And then it's the younger children who are at increased risk of, of serious complications due to flu. In fact, the most vulnerable children to, to influenza are those individuals under the age of five. Um, and this expanded indication addresses that, that vulnerable, vulnerable population uh, with this new expanded indication. So we're really excited be able to offer healthcare providers for this upcoming flu season a new tool in the battle against influenza for their patient population. I have um, heard about the flu every year since I can remember, and we all have. But we've also been hearing this uh, flu season, especially about an increase in flu due to the pandemic, or is it just time for the flu to, to increase? What is What's the deal with these vaccination rates in the United States increasing uh, for this current season? Yeah, it's a really, really good question. And, and it, let me start by saying this, this past season, the CDC set a very clear objective to increase immunization rates. Uh, in fact, to, to immunize more people than ever before against flu. Now, you might ask, why, why do you want to do that during a COVID pandemic? Uh, and they did this because flu immunization was and, and is a critical tool in the COVID battle. You know, prior to the influenza season, the fear was that if you had a severe flu season on top of a COVID pandemic, the healthcare systems would be overrun. Mm-hmm. As a result, the, the public health goal 
as it relates to flu immunization was kind of threefold. One was to protect against the devastating consequences of flu, which is always the objective. But there were two additional objectives uh, in, the, in the face of a pandemic. One was reduce the risk of co-infection. Could you imagine some of the more vulnerable patients not only being exposed to COVID, but, but flu at the same time? A co-infection could be a very devastating consequence. But even more important, at the um, even more important from a pandemic perspective is the the need to minimize the burden of influenza on the healthcare system and preserve that capacity for the COVID battle. So it was a major public health objective to increase immunization rates to have those three effects. And Securus uh, met that challenge. We actually supplied. 20% more vaccine than, than normal. Mm -hmm. We delivered 63 million doses uh, when prior year it was 52 million. Uh, and I'm, I'm also proud to say that uh, as a kind of part of the public health enterprise, the public health officials, the healthcare providers, manufacturers, general public, together we, we achieved what will be record levels of immunization. Uh, CDC's recently stated that uh, 193 million doses of vaccine were distributed this year, which is a record level uh, of distribution. So between the immunization, increased in immunization, blended with the COVID mitigation steps like mask wearing and hand washing and social distancing, we collectively experienced record low levels of flu, which is I can't emphasize this enough. This is exactly what the CDC set out to accomplish. Uh, to, to, so that, that the public health system could focus on the COVID battle. Um, so this is, in, in my opinion, a major public health success story during what was otherwise an exceptionally challenging year, uh, to say the least, from, from a public health side of things. You mentioned the two most vulnerable populations, uh, over 65, two years and younger. Obviously, with this population being so vulnerable, there have been other attempts to, you know, um, address this. What makes uh, flu cell vax different from other attempts to address this um, vulnerable patient population? Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a great question. And, and let me put, put it in, in context a, a little bit. Um, with the influenza the virus, um, we're, we're challenged with a, a really... Um, uh, a strong adversary in public health. This, this influenza virus is a really challenging uh, a, a thing. It, it's constantly adapting, drifting, and shifting. And due to that complexity, we, we experience vaccine effectiveness uh, between 20 and 60 percent. Now, that's nowhere near where we want it to be. But I always, whenever I share that statistic, I always have to start by saying that even at those levels, it's really important to point out that influenza vaccination plays, plays a critical public health tool in, in reducing the burden of the disease, morbidity and mortality. Now, with that in mind, we're always looking for ways to improve that vaccine effectiveness. And our cell-based technology is designed to, to help mitigate one of the complications of dealing with the, the influenza virus. Now, the cell-based manufacturing used for, for flu cell vax is designed to help remove one of the important variables that can lead to lower vaccine effectiveness. And that's what we refer to as egg adaptation. Now, when 
when you manufacture flu vaccine in an egg, like we've been doing for, for many, many decades, the virus needs to adapt to that, that growth media, that, that egg. And when it does that, it adapts uh, to that environment. And that adaptation that happens can lead to a vaccine that is less effective because ultimately the, the antigen that's contained in the vaccine Mm-hmm. may no longer match exactly with the circulating strain that was selected by uh, the WHO and the FDA for yeah. inclusion in the vaccine. Now, in some years, that adaptation uh, could be insignificant, and there's no major influence on the vaccine effectiveness. And in other years, it could be more significant. Um, and the, the, the confounding fact is that there's no way of predicting when that can be. So the only way to really deal with it is to remove that variable from the equation. And the flu cell vax manufacturing process, it, by, by being grown in the cell media, removes that chance of the egg adaptation and, and is therefore designed to provide an exact match to the circulating strain that exists within the, uh, that the, I'm sorry, that the WHO and the FDA have selected for inclusion in the vaccine. Dave, give us a website where we can learn much more about Securus and about uh, flu cell vax and um, the other things that you've got going on there and and maybe get a little bit uh, of uh, insight into your current pipeline. Yeah, sure. Um, You could could learn more about uh, the the company and and the vaccines we provide at at Securus.com. And, uh, yeah, there's a whole host of information there that you you can uh, glean about the the different technologies that, that we offer. Um, and, and the products that we offer uh, to the public health providers. And once again, that is www.securus.com, S-E-Q-I-R-U-S.com. Dave Ross, I appreciate you joining us here on the program. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with David Ross, VP of Commercial Operations, North America at Securus. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, healthprofessionalradio.com.